Welcome to the Understanding Society podcast series. In today's podcast, Dr. Gundi Knees from the Institute for Social and Economic Research at the University of Essex talks about early findings from a research project which for the first time in the UK explores whether the makeup of a neighbourhood is linked to the life satisfaction of ethnic minority groups. So in our new research, we're looking at the life satisfaction of ethnic minorities in Britain and um, how it compares to the life satisfaction of the majority group. And this is obviously very important. Um, you may be aware that the governments um, all around the globe have started to look at um, new measures of, of how we can evaluate how our nations are progressing because just looking at economic growth isn't perhaps the best thing in particular when there isn't any growth to be observed on those measures. And life satisfaction is one of these um, candidates that, for instance, ONS has pointed out as one of these um, measures they want to look at. And there's a number of pieces of research that suggest that ethnic minorities may not actually be as happy as the native population. So if you want to increase um, life satisfaction in a society, looking at ethnic minorities in particular may be um, a good thing. What do we know already about the sorts of things that matter to people when it comes to life satisfaction, how happy people are? We know that seven aspects of life are important to people um, when they evaluate how satisfied they are with their lives. So it is health, it's the financial situation, it is whether they have a, a job and whether this job is fulfilling and whether they have good relationship with their co-workers and obviously whether they take home enough money and whether there's sort of prospects to, um, to progress in their careers. Also, um, having good relationships with your partner, say being married, for instance, has positive aspects on life satisfaction and not ever sort of getting married over the course of a life, for instance, is associated with lower life satisfaction than having children, family um, and friends, basically, is very important. And what's the context here in, in respect of ethnic minority groups and the sorts of issues that they might face that might contribute to a lack of life satisfaction? With respect to research on ethnic minorities in um, England or Britain, it has been shown that ethnic minorities um, do not have the same level of access, for instance, to jobs. They have a much higher risk of um, being unemployed and stay unemployed for longer, for instance. Then, then ethnic minorities, or just like everybody else, really, seem to have a preference for starting a family with um, people from the same ethnic group and by the fact that they are an ethnic minority they have lower pool of people to choose from if they want to stay in a sort of homogenous relationship. So let's talk now a little bit about your research specifically. What were you what you were looking at and how you went about it? This research is, is quite new in that it basically doesn't look at these sort of objective characteristics and how um, ethnic minorities differ on them, but it's basically saying like, okay, life satisfaction is an, a measure of, um, of all these things. So considering all these sort of different things, how am I doing? How What's my own perception of how well things are going? And all these different aspects have been shown to um, influence life satisfaction in some way. And we would therefore expect to find that ethnic minorities are less satisfied with their lives. So some interesting uh, background and context there to the research. Now, you've made use of understanding society in a rich new data set that's become available. Tell us a bit about why you've used understanding society specifically and, and more, more broadly, you know, why it's so helpful to look at things to do with ethnic minorities. 
So understanding society is a very large longitudinal study and that is very, very um, important in this context because ethnic minorities um, are not evenly distributed, for instance, um, across the whole of the UK. Many ethnic minorities um, live in, in town centres or metropolitan areas. Um, lots of them uh, live in London. And in particular, when we look at London again, there is um, certain neighbourhoods where um, that are known to have high proportions, say, of Asian people. Um, or of Bangladeshi, of Jewish people, of Greeks and um, Caribbean people. And the same is true for other parts of the country, like there is some towns where there is a very high proportion of Indian um, people, whilst there's other areas, such as rural areas, where hardly any ethnic minorities live. Areas such as um, Luton or Bristol have a lot of areas with good access to, um, to airports and um, international flights have um, received a lot of migration from, from Eastern European countries, for instance. So ethnic minorities, if you want to look at um, something more detailed um, other than just like, are you a member of an ethnic minority group or not, you have to have um, a very good data source where you will capture a lot of ethnic minority groups and um, in large enough numbers to actually also observe them in many different places. Now, Understanding Society has a very special feature that enables researchers to look more closely and in more detail than has ever been possible before at things to do with ethnic minorities. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Now, Understanding Society has an ethnic minority boost sample, which is great. So right at the sampling stage of that survey, there was an target to interview at least 1,000 people from five major ethnic minority groups in Britain. So that's Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, Caribbean and Africans. And on top of that, a sample size of um, 40,000 households in the UK means that also in the general sample, there is loads of people with migration background, so both recent migration, but also migrations that happened back in time. So what aspects of the study have you used? I mean, what aspects of the ethnicity boost sample and the, and the main study as a whole? You know, what, what sorts of questions were people asked that, that helped you look into the questions that you wanted to, to explore? So Understanding Society has loads of measures on subjective well-being and also measures whether where people's health, their financial situation, their living contacts, and we know where people live so we can use census data and other lifestyle-orientated information that's about publicly available. The Department for Transport makes available accessibility indicators so we know where, where people live and how long it takes them to access employment centres or primary schools, secondary schools. So we have linked um, some neighbourhood data to understanding society using these um, spatial locator variables. And um, all of this is available for the ethnic minorities just um, the same way as it is available for everybody in the study. So it's really just sort of also considering that people have different ethnic backgrounds. We can sort of try and tease out how things may be perceived just the same way by ethnic minorities or in a different way. So let's move on then to, to what you've found so far. Obviously it's an ongoing project, but what are the key findings that you've, you've come up with so far? So the key findings are that ethnic minorities um, in this country are in, or in England, we had to restrict the analysis to England, are indeed less satisfied with their lives than the majority um, population. 
And this is in particular true for Bangladeshi. And we thought was really very interesting is like we, so we have large enough numbers to also um, consider differences in, in the sort of migration history. So are you an ethnic minority in the first generation or are you a descendant, therefore a second generation migrant um, and therefore a member of an ethnic minority group? And we find that, for instance, the first generation Indian and Pakistani are no different in their um, perception of um, how satisfied they are with their lives from the English majority sort of ethnic group or the white majority group. And the second generation, however, is um, is really dissatisfied. And then another um, thing that's interesting is, um, so given all these sort of different neighborhood contexts that people live in and that there are some um, neighborhoods that are so quite ethnically mixed and um, diverse, we find that actually diversity does matter. And so in terms of the sort of different types of ethnic minorities that you may find in your neighborhood, it, it's basically hardly any um, general pattern where, where you would say, like, oh, people um, really do not like living, say, among more Chinese people or among more Asian people. So, but we do find, for instance, that first-generation and second-generation migrants are unhappier in neighborhoods with a greater share of other white ethnic groups. And that's obviously quite interesting because typically we would say, like, oh, the other other white groups. So I'm German, for instance, and I wouldn't have thought that I'm, I'm perceived as a particular problem. But in, in terms of numbers, so if there's more people like me around, then that basically on average people tend to be a bit less satisfied with their lives in such places where people like me live. So some really, really interesting findings in, indeed there. What would you say the implications of them are? Do they help us start build up a picture, a better picture of what life is like for people from an ethnic minority background here in the UK and indeed for the population as a whole? Does it start help us build a picture here? I think, well, this is very early on, right? I mean, like at the moment we could only use the first... Um, year of observations from the Understanding Society study and um, we we know that first time around people answer or respond to survey questions um, in a slightly different way and also we just sort of observe um, people in one place and also um, at one particular point in time so we don't really know like what the sort of trajectories are so people who currently say live in one place, if we ask them again next year, will they give the same sort of responses or um, maybe they just had a bad day. So the more further information we collect from the same people and as we see how they progress in life and how, how things change over their life course, the more useful this sort of research and understanding society as a study will become. Life satisfaction, ethnicity and neighbourhoods. Is there an effect of neighbourhood composition on life satisfaction? Is researched by Gundi Knees, Alita Nandi and Lucinda Platt and is part of a wide-ranging migration research project funded by North Face. <laughs>